Welcome to Robin's Nest. So many of us have a deep connection with the animals around us and want to protect them from the pets in our homes to endangered species in the wild. That's why I joined American Humane. As one of the oldest and most effective animal protection groups, we help billions of animals around the world. Join us as we explore how we can build a more humane world together. Hello and welcome to Robin's Nest. I'm Dr. Robin Gansard and this is the official podcast of American Humane and Global Humane, the nation's first and most experienced humane organization focused on the humane treatment of animals all over the world, from certifying zoos to being the first boots on the ground in crises and rescues, helping to ensure that animals are safe in the filming of movies and on sets globally and that one billion animals and farms are treated humanely, and our military veteran and military dog programs. There's so much to talk about with American Humane's power to touch lives and keep animals safe. But today, we're talking to the chairman of the board at American Humane, Mr. John Payne. We wanna hear what you think after you've listened. Please make sure to review the podcast on your podcast platform. We're so thrilled today to have in Robin's Nest, John Payne, the chairman of the governing board of directors at American Humane and a leader in the space of animal welfare. John, it's such a privilege to have you here today. It's such a privilege and honor to know you. You've been one of my inspirations and my mentor for so many years. Thank you so much for being with us. Well, thanks Robin. It's a pleasure to be here and uh, you know, anything we can do to further the cause for taking care of animals, um, you know, I'm all in. Are you ever all in? You have been a leader in this space from day one in terms of, I think about your career, and you've started out with some of the most innovative projects and you continue to this very day. Uh, a lot of people would be listening to today's podcast and wanna know, how did John get started on this journey? Because it's a fascinating career. Well, it's, it is very interesting. Mm -hmm. I thought I wanted to be a veterinarian mm -hmm. and uh, really an equine veterinarian. Mm -hmm. After graduating from college, I taught high school biology and chemistry mm -hmm. and, uh, and got an offer from a animal health company, one of the oldest animal health companies. And wow. so that's how I started out my career. I so, love that. Uh, high school teacher. Uh, turned into a sales professional mm -hmm. and uh, went all the way up the chain to finally becoming the president and uh, general manager of Bear Animal Health North America, uh, where I was in charge of uh, the North American business. Which is huge and significant. And I think about people who are looking at career changes. Are they brave enough to take that leap of faith? And I'm sure there's high school biology teachers listening right now thinking, <laughs> I didn't I didn't have the dad. My dad say the same thing as your dad. Yeah. What great advice. And then look at yeah. your commitment to animals through that career too, helping those veterinarians be better animal doctors. It's amazing. That's right, exactly. I can remember um, calling on veterinarians and reading the book on a new uh, procedure mm -hmm. and helping them through it. Uh, uh, used to do that a lot. But uh, the other interesting thing was, you know, I worked in corporate yes. um, pharmaceutical mm -hmm. 
-hmm. but also I was an entrepreneur, and uh, that is uh, where I, I think I've been able to help animals the most. Provide so many advancements to bringing it to their own their own homes is what you've been able to do well, too. Exactly. So one interesting um, project that I had, I went to the corporate research facilities mm -hmm. in Germany. Mm -hmm. The home of Bear is Leverkusen, Germany, mm -hmm. and uh, we saw a compound that was there, and yes. and this was for fleas and ticks. And I convinced the uh, powers to be at that time mm -hmm. that uh, I'd like to develop this for the United States. And wow. it was never, never done before where a product could be developed mm -hmm. in some other country. It was always developed in Germany first and then spread to the rest of the world. Wow. So uh, they let me do that. Um, and that product uh, eventually became the leading um, flea product uh, and really changed uh, the way of uh, treating fleas on dogs and cats. And before that, um, we were using organophosphates, which were poisonous to dogs and certainly deadly to cats. So you wow. couldn't use those. So it was a game changer, an innovation. And I remember in one of the newspapers, uh, they, the question was asked of consumers on the street, uh, what was the greatest advancement uh, in science in uh, the United States, like sending a man to the moon? And somebody mentioned uh, advantage because it saved my cat's life oh. or it saved my dog's life. Oh, I love yeah. that. And you know, John, when you think about this tune, this is the time when, you know, really the role of animals in our lives changed, companion animals, because with products like Advantage, you could now feel very comfortable having the dog and cat move in your house and maybe inside your bedroom like they've become That's now. Right. Because we've seen, if you look over 50 to 70 years, the dogs were in the backyard, cats were always outside, and now they're in our beds. And, and you exactly right. created a product to make that so yeah. much easier and to do. Yeah, and way before that, mm -hmm. uh, I was always promoting the human-animal bond. Mm -hmm. uh, and there were a few people like Dr. Marty Becker mm -hmm. um, who promoted that uh, notion. Yes. Um, and, you know, pets have evolved over time from, mm -hmm. you know, in the barn to the backyard to the porch Mm -hmm. uh, to inside and then eventually into the bed. <laughs> I'm, I'm <Okay>. guilty. <laughs> so am I. Mm -hmm. So really it's mm -hmm. unconditional love. Um, the, the other interesting thing about Advantage, mm -hmm. that particular product, was we were able to uh, develop a method mm -hmm. where you could put it on the back of the neck, just a couple of drops. Yes. It never entered the bloodstream. Wow. So it would spread throughout the fatty layer underneath the skin. Mm -hmm. uh, it was never systemic to That's the animal. Right. So the fleas, you know, um, might bite the animal, uh, but they, um, they met their uh, doom uh, <laughs> on the skin yes. and not through the blood of that animal. Well, that's a huge, huge that thing. That was a right huge, there. huge, from a safety standpoint for the animal, it was a huge advancement 
uh, and it lasted a full month. It is a game changer. Yeah. And it really, your role, your leadership in that, your vision for that, helped to change the human-animal bond for it's, the better. It's very true. And, mm -hmm. and the further developments of mm -hmm. products by ourselves and mm -hmm. other companies at the mm -hmm. time mm -hmm. um, uh, have further uh, helped the well-being of animals. Yes. You have a very special dog in your life, Maggie, and yes. I have Daisy. Uh, and I, I look at Daisy and I saw a little thing that came across one of my social feeds and it said, you know, they're only a part of your life, but you're their whole life. And when I think about that with Daisy, as she looks for me and sees me across the room, I know Maggie looks at you and Nancy and you're their whole lives. And all of us who have these special pets, uh, we are their whole lives. We are. Yes, we are. Mm -hmm. And in a way, they're our whole lives as well. Yes, um, yes. Because, as I mentioned, you know, un unconditional love yes. uh, that they provide, but uh, also from a mental health standpoint. Yes. You know, they have the calming effect, mm -hmm. and you catch yourself, you know, if you're maybe not as calm as you should be sometimes. Mm -hmm. uh, you see the dog uh, yeah. react to that, and... Uh, uh, it calms you down. So um, uh, Maggie means the world to Nancy and myself. Mm -hmm. It's amazing uh, what animals can do mm -hmm. for you um, and what they can do for society. Yes, so true. I've had the pleasure of working with you now for 13 years. 13 years. It's amazing. That's right. Lucky 13. Yeah. And, and in that time, we've created the Hero Dog Awards. Uh, just uh, listed as Per People Magazine as one of the top reasons to love America is our own Hero Dog yeah. Awards with the voting and hearing those stories. We've seen dogs sniff out cancer on their humans. Yes. We've seen dogs go on the front lines in the wars on Iraq and Afghanistan. We've seen dogs uh, absolutely suffer the worst torture from humans and come back and be so loving when they got into their forever loving home. We're in our 13th year of the Hero Dog Awards. Uh, what, what do you think about that? It has to make you feel great when you celebrate well, the bond. You know, recently we uh, celebrated the 22nd anniversary of 9-11, you know, the, one of the terrible tragedies in you know, American history. Yes. Um, and I remember uh, the Hero Dogs um, that first one that we had with Roselle yes. rescuing people at the Twin Towers. I also um, was very supportive and provided medical care for the animals that were working at that site. The search and rescue uh, dogs. Search and rescue dogs, that's right. Mm. And uh, because there was a lot of hazards there, the steel, uh, the glass, um, the toxic uh, mm. um, elements that were present. Those dogs, you know, worked tirelessly. Yes. Uh, searching for people and, and certainly the remains of people so that families could have closure. And uh, one of the, uh, uh, I think the humane things that we did, mm -hmm. you know, as a company mm -hmm. was we took all of them to Disney World. 
Oh, and, how special. Yeah, and oh, it was uh, really heartwarming. And uh, they, uh, they gave me a tour, mm -hmm. you know, down at the mm -hmm. bottom of the, uh, once everything was excavated, or at least close to being excavated, where you wow. could go down there, it was, it was uh, just, you know, it shook, you, shook me to the bone. One of the worst days in American history, for sure, yeah, one of the and worst maybe days. In, in the world, the way it provided such instability. But the heroes came out with wagging tails and four legs, That's and right. again, serving out of unconditional love, trying to find the remains, and as you so beautifully said, for closure. But what a great way to honor the dogs and their humans with that great trip. Thank yeah. you for doing that. Sure. I, um, I'm amazed. And we did celebrate our very first year, Roselle, who That's won right. the Hero Dog Awards. And uh, she led her person down those flights of stairs after one of the planes hit. Um, still gives me chills to think about. Yeah, it does. Mm -hmm. It does. Mm -hmm. Well, in moving forward from, from that moment, uh, and again, you've been on this incredible adventure as a pioneer, really, for animal health and well-being and uplifting the human-animal bond. You created one of the most incredible hospital systems uh, <laughs> after you were going to retire, I believe. Your wife said you were going to retire. I think that might have lasted 24 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> and then you built the most magnificent center, and I love the name of the hospital system that you built. Can you share a little bit more? Sure. You know, after, after those couple of years of not being involved on a day-to-day -day basis, mm -hmm. I still felt that uh, there was more work that needed to be done. Mm -hmm. And so I developed a uh, group of specialty and emergency hospitals called Compassion First. I love that. And uh, we... Uh, we acquired our first hospitals in at the end of 2014, mm -hmm. and the idea was uh, to get the very best hospitals that uh, existed mm -hmm. and make them even better. Mm -hmm. And um, we acquired some of the best hospitals in the United States, developed some of the uh, them ourselves, right? And now it's turned into you know, with partners and everything else, um, we now have 145 of oh the specialty goodness. and emergency hospitals wow. um, in the United States and Canada. Um, and then we have a general practice group of hospitals mm -hmm. uh, in the United States and, and Canada. And uh, that's about oh, somewhere uh, 1,200. Hospitals. Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> so we've uh, we're now the second largest. Mars is, of course, the first. Mm -hmm. um, but we have uh, we have big plans, mm -hmm. uh, and the reason we separated both is mm -hmm. general practice does one thing and does it very well, yes. and that's really preventative care. Right. Um, and but we have the specialty and emergency hospitals mm -hmm. that they can refer the difficult cases, the right. cases that require a specialist to intervene. It's been wonderful. Uh, we have a real passion for mm -hmm. uh, quality of care. Yes. So and we did a lot of uh, a lot of work uh, 
like uh, establishing that name, yes. but compassion first. That's what clients want. They want to know. It's it's uh, <clears throat> it's a saying that I have, uh, and it's a saying that clients have. Yes. I don't care how much you know until I know how much you care. Oh, I love that. Quality of care mm -hmm. uh, is paramount, and our vision was to become the Mayo Clinic of veterinary medicine. Mm -hmm. And so, a uh, big, lofty, audacious goal. Um, but uh, that describes who we want to be when we grow up. Well, I would say in nine years, because it's nine years since you <coughs> founded it, to be mm -hmm. with that number of hospitals and the Mayo Clinic vision, it's like the X factor. It seems to be that when you get involved with something, you make that secret sauce happen and then it explodes. As a true entrepreneur, it's remarkable. Think about what you did with Bayer. Think about what you've done with Compassion First. And I know you've done that with various Mars and efforts and initiatives. It's remarkable. Um, there's a lot to learn from you, John, in terms of how you make those X factors well, happen. Well, it's wonderful. I, I, I think the, the important point is when you know you're doing the right thing yes. and you're doing the right thing for animals, mm -hmm. uh, it comes back uh, to you in multiples yes. of uh, good things happening. So, um, you know, we really want to create uh, the the world's greatest uh, specialty and emergency hospital group yes. as well as general practice group uh, and the only way you do that is by putting the patients first I love that so um, you know Mayo Clinic is patients come first mm -hmm. in veterinary medicine the patients and their owners come first it's beautiful because there's, uh, I've never seen a pet uh, come in on their own. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Daisy doesn't know um, how to drive, or at least I don't think right. she knows how to drive. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I love exactly. that. I love that. Well, we're going to pivot if you don't mind. I think your story, your professional journey is so doggone impressive. And it's, um, I'm sure it's, uh, one that a book, if someone hasn't already started to write your, your book, they need to because it's, it's incredibly uh, valuable, especially for the next generation of those who aspire to be true business leaders and entrepreneurs on the global stage. What I so admire about you is your commitment to uh, building that better world, and you do that through, I know, the charitable platform that's American Humane and Global mm -hmm. Humane. Tell me, what does it mean for you to be the board chair, now Global Humane? Well, it, it certainly means uh, an awful lot. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I don't believe in getting involved in something where you can't uh, have an impact. Mm -hmm. And to be able to expand the reaches of what we do and what we do so successfully here in the United States yes. to other parts of the world is extremely, extremely important. Uh, the fact that we now certify, humanely certify, zoos and aquariums around the world. Mm -hmm. um, we need to go further uh, yes. in other countries. Yes. Uh, and, you know, we're moving into Africa uh, 
-hmm. where we're going to be able to protect the animals in the wildlife rest wildlife uh, preserves yes. that are there mm -hmm. uh, through our ecotourism uh, program. Yes. So it's so vitally important, the work that we have done successfully here to be able to launch ourselves mm -hmm. uh, into the rest of the world because it's, it's just like um, the environmental movement, right? Yes. And you can't just do it in the United States. It has to be done you know, worldwide. Mm -hmm. And uh, in a way, it's the same thing with animal welfare. Yes. You can't just do it in one country. Mm -mm. Um, you have to do it around the world. And that's what Global Humane is about. And, you know, I think our legacy mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. will be that we've gotten that movement started and will become you know, the global leader in animal welfare around the world. You know, John, when you started as board chair, we were in one country, and today we're in 40 countries deploying right. our programs. I think about the same sort of growth you've had with Compassion First and with Bear and all along your journey, how fortunate we are for the animals we protect to have uh, your energy focused on our global expansion because it's truly wildest dreams come true. And you're absolutely right, animals know, animal welfare knows no geographic boundaries. No, it doesn't, mm -hmm. not at all. And uh, you know, it takes a good leader like yourself, you know, to be the um, CEO of uh, American Humane to have these ideas, but it takes a team to yes. establish them and push them and get them uh, where you want them to be. Yes. And so you can't uh, you, you can't listen to naysayers. No. Because again, it's all about the animals. Mm -hmm. And if we always keep our focus on the animals and doing the best for the animals, because nobody else will do it, mm -hmm. um, then we're going to be wildly successful. I love that. Stay focused on the animals. That's right. I'm going to switch us up back to Maggie real quick because I sure. love I love your pup Maggie. <clears throat> if Maggie could talk to you today, John, what would she say to you? <laughs> <laughs> well, Nancy said to me last night. She <laughs> said. I wish Maggie could talk to me. <laughs> what does she think Maggie would say to her, right? <laughs> I want a different pillow, well, Mom. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think uh, Maggie would be, uh, obviously, uh, she would say how much she appreciates mm -hmm. Nancy yes. and everything she does for her. Yes. I mean, she expresses it in a lot of different ways ways yes. uh, rather than verbal, yes. uh, but sometimes verbally, you mm -hmm. know, she'll tell her that she wants more bacon. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> I love it. So uh, she would say how much she loved us, Yes. Um, that she's grateful that uh, she travels everywhere we travel. Beautiful. Where she can. Right. She would say she has the best life of any uh, animal on this planet. Oh, I love that. I love that. 
Well, John, I think you've made a better planet for all the world's animals with what you've done through your career. You've well, we really have a lot more to do. Yes, as you we know. do. I mean, we there's do. there's a lot of animals that suffer, and yes. uh, um, you know, they all these catastrophes that we've had recently. Uh, animals have really suffered as a result of that, but uh, I think people are uh, starting to uh, uh, recognize that they have to save the animals along with the people themselves. A lot of uh, animals with no homes now Absolutely. and no, and no uh, people to take care of them. Absolutely. So that's where we have to step in and I know we have a huge program when it comes to that, but yeah. uh, we have to be able to do more globally. We sure do. We sure do. I thought a lot about the animals in Morocco. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot about the animals impacted by the uh, fires in Hawaii. Wow. And uh, Washington State, we were boots on the ground caring for people's animals that were fortunately evacuated. Yes. A lot of work for us to do, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, evacuation yes. uh, has to be part of it for animals as well as people. Absolutely. So we have to come up with a system to be able to do that. Take them when we evacuate, period. Yeah, right. As we kind of wrap up today's session, I know there's the next generation listening. Uh, what advice would you get? tell them if they want to devote their lives to making mm -hmm. animals have a better world? What advice would you give the next generation? Well, you have to get involved, mm -hmm. uh, so you can't just sit back and you know say I want I I want this or I want that. Yeah. You have to make it happen. You can get involved in many different ways. Yes. Um, but if you if you really if that's what your passion is, you need to be the people who step up that are going to take your role in the future, my role in the future, yes, uh, and become leaders mm -hmm. uh, in this movement. Yes, become leaders because we do need the next generation to step up we, and continue the fight. We really do. Mm -hmm. And I, I know they're there. Yes. Um, but it requires hard work, dedication. You got to, uh, you know, get a good education. Mm -hmm. You have to be uh, a thought leader Yes. Uh, as well as an action person, mm -hmm. but get involved as early as you can. Mm -hmm. It's never too early to get started. I love that. Valuable advice from you, John. Well, I can't thank you enough for joining me in Robin's Nest today, uh, our little uh, uh, nest uh, uh. where we're That's able right. to talk about our love for animals. And thank you for your leadership and all you have done to make the world a better place, a true innovator. No, it's my pleasure, Robin. And. Uh, Animals are tremendous. They need our protection and uh, we really need people to step up, help us with this wonderful cause. Thank you, John. That's a beautiful way to close. Thanks so much. Thanks, Robin.